Hello, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision Preview Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in fellowship, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in Chapter 3, More About Alcoholism. And we are on page 42. We will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph at the bottom of page 42 that starts with quite as important and ends on the top of page 43 with even if I could. Today's readers are Maura Z, Marge E, Craig F, Nancy P, and Leslie M. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, March 8, 2021, are 16,537 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. That's 16537. And 16,538 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. That's 16538. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Maura Z to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, Rebecca. 12 steps of OA. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible 
except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, <clears throat> we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Maura Z. I will now ask Marge E. to read the OA 12 tradition. Marge E. Star one to unmute. Oh, I was talking away and I was unmuted. I'm sorry. This is Marge E. from Massachusetts. I am a recovered compulsive overreader, but I'm not cured. Uh, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any other any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but we, our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Marge E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. 
Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we will be reading and commenting on the third paragraph at the bottom of page 42 that starts with quite as important and ends on the top of page 43 with even if I could. I will now ask Craig F. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you. Uh, quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and I hope more useful than the life I had lived before. My old manner of life was by no means a bad one, but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. Okay. Um, First of all, let's see where where you were taken up. Uh, quite as important uh, as what we talked about yesterday. So he said that um, that the moment he made up his mind, the moment, in other words, he surrendered to the process, he he had the curious feeling that his alcoholic condition was relieved. And now he's saying today that quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. Uh, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm going to um, uh, interpret that to mean that quite as important was a discovery that uh, living a spiritual way of life uh, uh, would would be a a solution to his problems, would be the solution to his problems. And, and, you know, that... uh, that kind of goes against so much of what uh, I was uh, brought myself to thinking. You know, I thought that what would solve my problems was uh, uh, willpower and self-will. That uh, you know, if I had a problem in my uh, in finances, if I had a problem in romances, if I had a a problem in in uh, any aspect of my life, that if I uh, was uh, if I focused on it, I concentrated on it, I worked hard on it, I I uh, uh, exerted my will over it that I, that I could solve that problem. And and the contrary thought here is that um, once I have surrendered, that this spiritual way of life, this way of life that calls for me to live in surrender and acceptance, this spiritual way of life that calls for me to live in in uh, tolerance of, uh, of, of the fellows around me that uh, uh, says that, uh, you know, that there are certain things that I am uh, powerless over, that, uh, uh, you know, that I need a partner, a uh, higher power for a partner to uh, 
uh, with which to surrender, with which to uh, 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 to um, turn things over to, and uh, that that when I live in my life that way, that I have a life that's that is better than that life lived on self-will, that self-will run riot that uh, that defined my life before, you know, where I uh, almost thought I could control the weather. You know, I was so willful that I actually chewed a superintendent out for letting it rain on his job site one time. Um, and, you know, uh, that I, you know, I, I'm, I don't have to be that person anymore. I don't have to live in that uh, idea. Today I can live in the idea that uh, that there's a God and I'm not it, that I can live in the idea that if I keep my side of the street clean, make amends where I've harmed people, uh, turn my, my character defects over to this to uh, God to to remove that if I make amends where I've done harm and if I live in 10, 11, and 12, a daily prayer and, and meditation, uh, if I live in uh, the idea that uh, uh, that I that I need to uh, uh, make uh, uh, an outreach call when when emotional upsets occur, if I work with others, if I do those things, that I have this satisfying life, that uh, I have this peace and uh, 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 harmony ab- about me. Thank you. And then I don't need uh, I don't need excess food to uh, to calm me down or cure me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Craig. Now, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't shared on an A Vision for You meeting on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the third paragraph on page 42, quite as important through Even If I Could, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. I heard Nancy P, but I didn't hear the person at the same time as Nancy. Who was with Nancy P? Reva P. Maura Z. Maura Z. Adriana T. Seneca T in Fort Worth. Christina J. Melissa C. Okay, wait one sec. Uh, was it Christina and then Melissa? Somebody and then Melissa. It was Seneca T in Fort Worth. Oh, yeah, I got you, Seneca. Yeah, it was Christina. Yeah, Reva T? Okay. okay, and I have Reva. So let me tell you who I have. I have Nancy P, Reva, I guess it's P, Maura Z, Adriana, you'll have to give me your initial later, Seneca T, Christina and Melissa. Now, did anyone say their name and I didn't hear it? Or write it down. Anyway, I might have heard it, but missed it. Really? Wow. Amy G. Amy G. Okay, great. I I thought I missed at least one or two names there. 
Okay, so we'll leave it at the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of you for this round. Nancy P, go right ahead. Hi, can I be heard now? Yes, yes, Nancy P. Okay, good. Thank you um, for letting me share. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Nancy P, and I'm recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Um, Craig really hit the nail on the head, um, talking about quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. And, um, you know, for, for someone like me who has a very um, um, careful relationship with my power, um, that was really good news for me because what it tells me is it's as important, as important as my surrender was these spiritual principles. And I prefer to, to think of the spiritual principles as the design for living. So the design for living will solve all my problems, all of them. And um, the, the point, you know, being quite as important is, yes, we have to surrender, but so good for me, I surrendered. How am I going to stay surrendered? Because I had surrendered before or thought I had. And, you know, I always picked up my arms and went to war again. You know, here are some of the methods we tried, right? More meetings, fewer meetings different meetings, whatever they are, you know, eat sugar, don't eat sugar, weigh and measure, don't weigh and measure, all those things, with and without a solemn oath is my favorite one. And um, so what I really desperately, desperately wanted was to just surrender and stay surrendered. And the spiritual, you know, principles that they talk about, the design for living is what helps me to do that. It helps remind me that all pain leads to the refrigerator. I mean, you know, I always talk about, you know, the person who dings their manicure or who, God forbid, loses a child. You know, I think I would ding my manicure if I was embalmed in a coffin. But, you know, I binged my brains out because of that. And when my poor girl was, you know, killing herself slowly, um, you know, engaging in self-harm, I couldn't eat fast enough. And when I finally, finally surrendered and did every single thing that it said in this book, exactly as it said, as hard as I could, you know, I was, I finally could answer the question, am I done? Um, you know, I thought for years that the steps said, don't eat. But when I studied the steps in order with someone in whom the problem had been solved, what I learned was that step one says, I will eat, I will eat, I will eat, unless I have a spiritual awakening. So today, the only thing, I don't want care about my absence. I don't worry about that. The only two things that I worry about is, am I awake and am I surrendered? And as long as I live in service of that, I have a life second to none. It is an embarrassment of riches, truly. Um, I, I absolutely would not go back even if I could. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. from Massachusetts. Sorry, I was unmuted there for a sec before. Reva P., it's your turn, and then Maura Z. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. I love how it says that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. It doesn't say spiritual principles would keep me sober. Um, so it's reminding me that the goal of this program is not to just be abstinent. It's to, um, it's to have a life because it, it mentions the word living and life like three times. Um, and it doesn't say that it'll solve a couple of my problems, maybe. Um, it says it will, and it will solve all of them. So it's a great reminder that my thinking was 
absolutely 180 degrees opposite when I came in. I thought if I solved the food problem, everything else would sort out, but it was backwards. It's saying the problem is my core beliefs because the spiritual principles go back to my thinking and my beliefs, which it talks about in the previous paragraph. So my core beliefs and conceptions are what were driving me back to the food and killing my life. And if my core beliefs change as a result of putting the food down, working the steps, God changes my thinking, then I get brought into a way of life. Um, It's not just about how many days of abstinence do I have, a way of living, because I was dying before and it's more satisfying and more useful. Um, So I just love that. It's just so hopeful. Any problem I have, it says, I don't know the page, um, you know, when we straighten out spiritually, then the mental, physical, everything else falls into place. So it always begins with my mind, and that's why it's so important to keep my mind and my thoughts in right alignment with God. And the only way I know how to do that is to keep the food down and keep working 10, 11, 12, or if necessary, a more in-depth, you know, four to nine process every once in a while. And when my thinking straights out, my life works out okay. I also like the word discovery, like unexpected, who'd have thought? Like it's so counterintuitive. It's so not where my rational mind would go. Um, But the people I hear who have what I want are a proof that this is how it works. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Maura Z. And then it'll be Adriana's turn. Thank you, Becca. Maura Z. Gratefully recovering in Virginia, starting my timer. Um, Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. That was key for me. That is key for me. I don't need to talk in past tense. That is key for me. Um, and I'm learning that. And I'm, I'm on a path now towards my spiritual life, in my spiritual life, that is just clicking a little bit more, if that makes sense. My brain is, is um, accepting it. It's understanding it on a better footing. Um, that it's key to my existence. Um, the the old manner of life, my old manner of life in the food, well, of course, generally it sucked, but there were things that I had going on that were working for me from time to time, just not consistently. This way of life works for me consistently. It doesn't mean it's all sunshine and roses. It surely is not. But it means that whatever it is that's going on, I have at least my first avenue is to go to God. And then my second avenue is to go to God with skin. And this has worked for me. This is working for me right now because I'm in a tough spot right now. This is not easy. This pandemic has wreaked havoc on my life as well as hundreds of millions of others. The... um, The last line in this paragraph is one that I've focused on many, many times when I was sponsoring. It's 
it doesn't appear to say a lot, but when you break it down, it really does. I would not go back to it even if I could. And basically what that says to me is could means ability. So if I could go back to my old life, and, and know that I would be okay, you know, that it would be okay for me to be eating whatever the heck I wanted to, whenever the heck I wanted to, and as much as I wanted to. If I could go back to that, if I had the ability to go back to that, and my life would be fine and dandy, the choice is that I would not. Because that life, even if it were to be fine and dandy, would not even compare. It would pale in comparison to the life I have today with God. That's the difference. So even if I could go back, I wouldn't. You couldn't pay me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura Z. From Virginia, Adriana T. And then it's Seneca T's turn. Adriana T. Hi, this is Adriana. Sorry about that. Um, Thank you so much for your service today and everyone doing service. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Detroit, Michigan, and um, very grateful to be here. Um, So I love this paragraph because, you know, it's just that reminder of the spiritual solution being my solution to all my problems and it kind of reminds me of what used to be solutions before and not just with um, my eating problem. I mean originally eating wasn't my solution or my primary solution I would say. My primary solution was you know whatever it took to get my way um, whether it's um, you know, manipulating circumstances, lying, um, money, getting money was my a solution, getting a new job was a solution to all my problems, um, you know, status was a solution to all my problems, and I feel like food was kind of the healing balm to um, when those other solutions did not work out, which inevitably they didn't, um, because you know, what I've learned in this program and through my relationship with my higher power is that, you know, any solution that I seek that is kind of of the temporal world is not going to be lasting, whether it's food, whether it's status, whether it's money, whether it's relationships. Um, You know, I today want a lasting solution to my problems, which is, you know, that spiritual relationship. And, um, I have to continue to grow in that. You know, when I first started this program, um, just kind of getting five minutes in the morning to spend with God was, like, amazing. Like, it was hard to do that. It was hard to quiet my mind and spend time with God. Um, And just, um, you know, being honest in certain situations was a lot for me to do. But I feel like God continues to up the ante and require more of me and ask more of me um, and wants me to continue to grow. So when I feel like, you know, I'm not seeing the promises in my life, I can look at, well, where am I spiritually? How am I practicing these um, principles in my life? And ask people who have 
what I want, how they're getting it, and be open to change. I feel like that's the whole thing of this program is constantly being open to change and changing my perspective on life. Um, Yeah, so with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana T., Seneca T., and then it'll be Christina's turn. And Adriana was from Michigan. Seneca T. Star one to unmute Seneca. Okay, we can't hear Seneca, so let's try Christina. This is Seneca T. in Fort Worth. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning, Seneca T. We hear you now. Okay. I was double muted, so that was crazy. All right. So um, this is Seneca T. in Fort Worth, Texas, and um, I'm a military veteran, so hold on to your seats. Um, I'm working on my steps right now, and really, this is the first time I really felt like chiming in uh, to say quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I am working my steps today, all of my steps, one day at a time. I am abstinent and recovered by the grace of God, by my higher power's grace that I've survived relapse. I'm revisiting step four, and I learned that my compulsive eating was, is, intertwined with codependency. I realized all the shit in my inventory it's just that. It's just shit in my past that will keep me chained to thinking that the food is the answer. The spiral of absolute batshit crazy. And now, as I'm recovered, I realize the spiritual principles that are, are more important to me than leaving my room in the morning. Leaving. Just leaving out of my room. No. I need to get on my knees. I need to pray. I need to acknowledge and thank God that I am not in food right now. Oh, my God. I'll never be above taking that bite. But you know what? Today I'm not, and it's because of the spiritual principles. More important than growing my business, I'm an entrepreneur, and, yes, I am after the money right now because my family needs to eat. But my spiritual principles are more important because you know what? I know dishonesty, greed, all that is waiting on me and a big old party. And guess what? I'll be right back in the food. So my spiritual principles are more important than growing my business, more important than me being a wife, because deep down inside of me is dishonesty. Only these spiritual principles are keeping me faithful to my husband and faithful to my commitment as a mom. Why? Because I don't even know how to do these things without God. My best thinking fucked me up again and again and again, and I was over in the food. More infinitely and more satisfying place I have right now is the peace that I have and a healthy relationship with myself, not killing myself with food, not killing myself with words, greed, obsession, fear. My life is finally useful. And when I'm in the the steps, my life is useful to God and it's useful to others. And my old way of life with the best military accolades, I was an officer. So we did the best and grandest pomp and circumstances. 
and the vacations, the Hawaii, the Maui, all these things that were, that are parts of my past, right? The parties, the orgies. I wouldn't exchange any of that. I wouldn't exchange it, and I'll look down on it because guess what? It got me here, and I'm clean and clear today. I'm in a serene place, and I will pass by saying that I get the steps every day. I get to work my program every day, and I thank God that I'm here with each and every one of you. I'll pass. Thank you, Seneca T. from Texas. Christina J., and then it's Melissa C.'s turn. Go ahead, Christina J. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today by the grace of God. What a powerful share that just was. Wow. Really uh, bringing the message. You know, today uh, I'm waking up more and more. I'm uh, almost eight months in, and this is a true abstinence for me, uh, unlike the previous abstinences that I had in program. And deep things are coming up, things I never knew were there, things I thought I forgot. And in the past, those things really never came up. I was so caught up in the food and trying to get mine in life and just going, going, going. And now things have stopped, settled in. And um, it's uncomfortable for this stuff to come up. It comes up, God is showing me the way I was in the past, And you know why he's doing that? Because he doesn't want me to be that way in the future. It's not a a moral character way of living. I can forgive myself because I was a deer in the headlights just going after what I thought I needed to go after. It breaks my heart to see the way I used to live, the way I used to treat people, unknowingly manipulating people. Um, Today I've discovered these spiritual principles through this program, through this program of awakening. This is a program of awareness On deep levels, we get to unbury and get clean from all that crap. I don't want to die with all that crap in my soul. Uh, I have a useful life today. It's not a life that I particularly like. I have a job that I'm very grateful for, but I don't really want this job. There's lots of things in my life right now that are uncomfortable. But, you know, as I sit in that comfortableness some days, I have some action to take. I can ask God to show me the truth of it. You know, and then I can also um, reach out to a fellow, do a tenth on my uh, selfishness in those moments, because that's what it is, regret. Uh, A lot of times, you know, you can wallow in selfishness. So my old life was just so torn between food and pushing, pushing, pushing. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go back. I'd never want to go back. And it was not a, a great life. It was a great life in one respect, and that is I had what I needed. I had food. I had jobs. I had a husband. I had this, that, and the other. But today's life is much better in this in this walk. Um, and who wants to go back to sitting in their car with a, a few vats of ice cream and cookies spread all over the car and then having to go through what you have to go through after that starts to leave your system and the pain of it all? Who wants to go back to that? Uh, not me. Uh, this life is much better, and I'm so grateful to be waking up on deep levels and that I have spiritual principles and a spiritual way of life that solves my problems today, solve my problems today. If you're out there and you're struggling in the food, the food is just a lid. You know, it's just a lid to the vat of who you are inside that you can clean up that stuff and become who you truly are deep down in there, that beautiful heart and that soul that wants to live a full life. So anyway, thank you for letting me share, and I pass. I love you all.
It took me a minute to get back to the right screen. Sorry about that. Thank you, Christina J. Um, before Melissa C. shares, I just want anyone who got on the meeting late to know what we're sharing on, and that is the third paragraph on page 42, quite as important through even if I could. Melissa C., it's your turn. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your service this morning and everybody. Um, good morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in the state of New York. Um, yeah, so, you know, when I when I read this, it's like um, they've solved all my problems thus far, right? And so I have faith and trust that it will continue to do so, right? And I haven't been spared problems. Like, nobody's been spared problems, but... We get this blueprint for living. Like, I get these set of directions and the things that I've learned. You know, I once thought um, that they were only going to be, you know, applicable or necessary to address my food addiction. I thought, they like, they could be two entirely separate things. I would just sort of apply this to my food addiction, and um, and that was my real problem. I thought that was my real problem. And... You know, I was dreaming too small, and I, I had it all wrong. My my experience has shown me that, um, you know, while my food addiction was a big issue, it was visible, it was like what people saw, it was what I thought was my big problem, it was only a symptom of a much greater malady. And what my, you know... What I had was a spiritual sickness. I was, it's like the... I can't believe my phone just keeps <laughs> texting. Um, sorry. That I had, it's like the iceberg. All I saw on top was the, the weight, and that's like the tip of the iceberg. But what was underneath, you know, was was a spiritual sickness that presented itself as a food addiction, you know, and so spiritual principles solved that underlying illness. And, and of course, as a result, the visible symptoms as well went away, you know, um, what, what, you know, so what are the principles then? What are these spiritual principles that are going to help me with everything? Honesty, right? You know, um, integrity, willingness, tolerance, love, trust, faith, um, surrender, like all the things that I got in the steps. And, you know, what happens is like, I, I, I needed a fundamental shift that, um, you know, like, what did it mean to have my problems solved? Does it mean I get everything I want? I never have a problem again? Like, absolutely not. What I learned was that the solving of my problems meant that what I perceive as problematic, maybe they're not. You know, that my demands don't get met, but my demands get diminished. You know, I don't get my way, but these spiritual principles help me detach from having a way like I stopped having a way and when I live in that in that you know kind of in that kind of a way in that kind of a demeanor I'm happy and I don't want to go back I would never mm -hmm. I and my time is up um but I just want to say like I would never go back to that old life um, because there's no amount of food that could solve you know what was going on with me. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. from New York. Amy G., and then we'll take more names. Ginger C. 
I'm going to put you down, Ginger, but don't start yet saying your names yet because it's Amy G's turn first. Go ahead, Amy G. Good Good morning. Is it? Um, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Maryland. Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Amy G. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Thank you. Wow, what an awesome meeting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can say anything that hasn't been said, but I'll give it a whirl. Uh, it's just a great share today. Thank you, everyone, so much for your service. Quite as important as was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. Uh, the big book talks about a spiritual malady. And if I have a spiritual malady, then I need a spiritual solution. But I didn't know that until I started put the food down and started working the steps and via the inventory work, I started to understand, uncover, discover, discover, uncover, and discard these ideas, these lifelong conceptions that had me so focused on the food being the problem and that somehow if I had the right diet or somehow, some way, someday, I would be able to control my food and eat like a normal person, that my life would then be perfect. And like some fantasy and doing this inventory work, this fact-finding mission about myself, I realized what so many others have said, this was only the tip of the iceberg, that food wasn't the problem, I was. Food was the answer to my warped way of living life. And when it didn't work, I sought the ease and comfort that food gave me and many other, many other mood-altering substances. Because you see, I had a hole in my soul. We've heard it in OA, the saying all the time, I had a God-shaped hole that I tried to fill with a knife and a fork and many other substances because I didn't understand that my selfish way of living life, that I was completely and unbelievably selfish and self-centered and immature, compulsive and impulsive in my responses to life. I was completely ill-equipped handle it to be able to handle life on life's terms. And so my answer was to seek shortcuts, numbing, ease, and comfort, and then becoming and creating this monster of an addiction within myself. And so if I needed these lifelong conceptions to be thrown out the window, I had to replace them with something. And what this program taught me, in order to change, I had to move towards being more of a higher power and for me, God-centered person, to be of service to my fellows, a contributing member of society. And through the process of working these principles and these steps, it has produced for me a life of purpose that I never dreamed possible. Not a life of perfection, but a life of purpose, where not only that the food does not call to me, and that is miraculous and monumental in itself, but that I now have a purpose for my life that doesn't center all around Amy and what Amy wants and how Amy wants to control the world. And go figure, when I surrendered and started letting go of those ideas, these principles became fulfilling in my life in a way that I never dreamed possible. That hole is being filled in my life one day at a time. And not going back, you know, one of these days, and they're probably pretty close, they're going to come up with some sort of pill. I'll wrap up with some sort of pill that allows you to eat as much as you want and not get fat, fat. And they'll make a gazillion dollars. But I would not go back to that because that would only fix the symptoms of my problem. And the problem is me and how I live my life. And now I'm so grateful. I don't need that pill. I have this program. I have a higher power. That I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. 
If you haven't shared on a vision for you on Friday or Monday and would like to share on the third paragraph on page 42, quite as important through even if I could, we have time for three more people besides Ginger C. Please, please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Kathy C. Vasa O. Larry G. Okay. okay, wait a second. No more, no more names. Vasa O. And I, there was someone other than Larry that I didn't hear the name after Vasa. Who was that? Hurry or I'm going to let Larry go. Cynthia. <laughs> Who was it? Cynthia? Oh, gosh. I didn't catch your name. So I'm going to give it to Larry. But you may not even get the full three minutes, Larry. So Ginger C, Kathy C, Vasa O, and Larry. Ginger C, go right ahead. Ginger, we're in a hurry. <laughs> I don't hear you. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado, and my huge apologies, self-propulsion man. Never jumped the gun like that before, but oh well, there's always a first. So my apologies to the meeting, and thank you so much for your beautiful service. And I just love, love, love this passage. You know, this practical program of action, these principles that are spiritually based because God's doing all of this for all of us because all I know how to do is eat and go into a life of hell. And because of this grace, this spirit that's down within me, um, that window rolled down and I had had enough and I said, I'm done. I'm out of ideas. I'm willing to do anything you say. And we just get busy and we get better. And not only do you get busy and you get better, but you have a way that's going to solve all of your problems. That's a miracle. So many right here, right now, right outside your door would do anything and everything to have a design for living, a design for living that works in rough going. This pandemic has been extremely painful. The world, our nation, the division, there's an ungrounding today that we're all sort of just waiting to have this reorder happen, but it takes time. But no matter what my situation, no matter what my circumstances, if I'm tethered to what matters most, and that's the power that's greater than me running this show, I can meet it. I can meet this calamity with serenity. And most importantly, food doesn't cross my mind. It is no longer an answer to life. God is everything or God is nothing. And so it's a practical program of action. And action is any change to improve our nature. Because my nature is selfish and self-centered ginger. I'm not much, but I'm all I think about 24-7. And I get stuck in that rat race. My mind is thinking and spinning, and my body is busy doing. How about you stop and drop in and check in with this power? It's not far to find, but it's down within. And it's a quiet space. And it requires me to let go, to learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, 
and to get quiet. And that's not my nature. I like to go fast, especially when I get afraid because I don't want to feel this stuff. It's hard to be in my skin. But that's the gift of coming home, this death of self. Okay, God, take all of me. Who do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? How can I be of maximum usefulness? And then again, it solves all my problems because I have nothing to worry about. And I cease fighting anything and everyone, and I get to relax. I take it easy, and I have a great day. So thank God for this practical program of action and all you on the line today. Pass. Thanks, Cinder C. Kathy C. Hi, Maddie Harris. Yes, now we do. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you for all your wonderful shares. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a way of living. Yeah, I really thought I just needed a way of eating. I really thought uh, my problem was was just how I uh, I interacted with with, with food. Uh, you know, just obsessed about my body image, my weight, because it was representative of um, how how people viewed me. Um, so I had to, I had to look good. It's because down deep inside, I knew there was something missing. I felt there, there, there was something different, a switch, which, um, you know, uh, which, which, which turned off, um, 15 years ago, it started my, my obsession with, with food, but really what was happening is that I detached from the spiritual principles that led me up until then, I started to look outwardly instead of inwardly. And I remember that moment. I said, something, something is just different. I don't like my way of living here. I, I, I felt useless. I didn't feel I had a purpose. And I had all the material things that, you know, people wish for, right? A home, um, you know, vacation, you know, loving family, um, whatever, all that stuff. But somehow there was something deeper and I just couldn't, I just couldn't grasp it. I didn't know. I had a feeling. I had that sensation, but I just didn't know how to get out of it. So that continued on. And now looking back, you know, um, I really wouldn't want to go there because it would lead me back to compulsive eating. Um, so now every day I know this way of life uh, because I tried it. I, I, you know, I tried this way of life, which is sitting in prayer and meditation, you know, encountering God, a higher power, right, to help me see things differently, to see, to be in the, in the truth in, in today, in the here and the now, not in the falsehood of my, of my head, you know, thinking about the past or the future. There's where I suffer, you know. I don't want to suffer anymore. I don't need to suffer. We don't need to suffer, you know. And I, it's those thoughts that make me suffer, those beliefs, those standards. What am I thinking? What am I making it true to believe? And is it true? This is what I bring to God every day because there is where it centers in my mind. I have to come, come to, to, you know, in the moment. And life is good. Life is beautiful, and I see that every day, despite the little, you know, whatever. But that's okay. 
I'm still okay. I'm still okay because I'm in the presence of a higher power. I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kathy C. from California. Vasa O. Your turn. Uh, is it Vasa? Rob- it Rebecca? Is Vasa. Thank yes, you. Sir. Sorry, yes. I was uh, unmuting and muting. I couldn't hear you. Thank you, Rebecca F., for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater, calling from Port Charlotte, Florida. And my biggest problem was uh, when I came to the program with the food, you know. I needed to find a power greater than myself. My, than myself. I, you know, I had the husband, I had the children, I had the house, you know. I'm, you know, like it seemed life was going okay, but there was always something missing. And, um, and yeah, I, I, heard, I you know, I kept, kept on hearing that, I had a hole in my heart, you know, and I remember my sponsor would say to me, imagine, Vasa, there's a big, huge tank, you know, that we fill up with water, fresh water. We do that in Florida. Um, I don't drink the water from the wells, whatever. I go and buy my water in big jugs, and she would say to me, it's just filling the jug with with a drop by drop and filling, filling it to the top, and by then we, I'm going to be dead and and in heaven with God, you know, with my higher power. But uh, anyways, before I depended on my own willpower to solve my problems or depend on, on other people to help me solve my problems. But once I started, I did surrender to, to, uh, to God, to my higher power with the food addiction. That was number one. And I thought I'd have a perfect life, you know, now God is in my side my house my on my side side and who would be against me and once i started trusting and relying on god to once i surrendered with the food one day at a time or one meal at a time i mean it was a miracle for me that i could stop from one to the meal to the next without grazing or putting something in my mouth you know and i started trusting of course i threw myself in the program going to meetings, tools, and the 12 steps, you know, I replaced the food with other addictions. With, with, it's a healthy addiction, you know, with my program, the 12 steps, the tools, whatever, you know. And I could see how God, my higher power, was working through my life with the food. And then I started trusting, relying on God in other areas, and that was not easy for me to, it was something new that I had to do than what I was doing before, trusting on me or other people. Oh, that's my time. But anyways, I would not go back to the food if somebody gave, gave me millions and millions of dollars because that's not the answer to my problem. It's having a relationship with a higher power, and I do put my higher power before everybody else. And then my life gets better in every other area. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. I'm afraid we've run out of time. So, Larry, I can't give you a turn right now. But if you could stay on, maybe you could share it, uh, in the next hour or another day. Um, Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. 
the share ID number for this meeting, Tuesday, March 9th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 16,543. That's 16543. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Okay. I hear Sorry. This, it's weird, this, this thing nowadays. Hi, Nancy P. again, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't thought. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.